Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. That's good. Sorry? <laughs> you know, that pause always gets me every time. <laughs> Go ahead. What's going on? What's 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 up with you? I wasn't life? sure if I had more to say, but it's just been a week, you know? Yet, yet been distracted by uh, Hyrule Warriors and Valhalla still. Yes. But well, by... Uh, characters. Exactly. It's good stuff. And by everyone's calculation of how seven days pass, it has been a week. And we've got a bit of an update over the last week, we received a another donation to our Extra Life promotion to choose the next Game Club uh, route of Three Houses, our first route of Three Houses for Game Club. Um, Verdant Wind has rushed ahead with a total of eight votes to Crimson Flowers, five votes. So the call to Claude's boys out there, boys and girls, they have donated and Claude has, has, uh, has rode forward uh no he flew forward he flies right he's on a wyvern i didn't play the route yet so i don't know i'm pretty sure he's on a wyvern help me out here he's on a wyvern right claude is on a wyvern yes. perfect confirmed at least and... in his his post time skip time or outfit whatever yeah you know what i mean his I we're, His we're unique classes that. are on wyverns. Exactly. Yes. Well, look forward to that. Voting is open till the end of December, and we'll have uh, another rundown of how you can do that at the end of the show. But uh, big shout out to Richard for the donation to our Extra Life campaign. He went to bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan and put in his votes for Claude. Uh, moving into the banners for the last, or for this week, rather, this specific point in time. I'm not sure why time is messing with my head today, but uh, I'm going to move past this. Weekly Revival Banner 17 is running right now. Trick or Defeat goes into the 23rd of November. Foil Counters goes into the 24th. In the Moment goes to December 5th. Princess of Burn, the new Heroes banner that just launched, goes until the 6th. And Double Special Heroes goes until the 9th of December. Eddie, how did you do in the last week of summoning? Well, um, I dove into the Princess of Burn banner with my five free summons uh, to see what I would get, and ended up getting pity broken on my first ring by Anagi. Um, I was summoning only green and blue, because I was okay not worrying about Merlinus, since he's the four-star focus, and we'll be in the three- to four-star pool in the future. Um, and after my five free summons, I decided to go ahead and uh, go up to the spark, see what I got. On the way there, I got pity broken twice more by Fallen Burkut and Sue. I think it was Sue first, technically, but still. Um, ended up using the spark to get Guinevere. Uh, my pity rate was high enough that I decided to go ahead and keep going until I broke it and ended up getting uh, Melody or Milady. Uh, the way it's spelled is a little weird, but I think it's probably Melody, which keeps Blue out of my random summoning for now. I had a random lucky morning this morning with a Carla off of the Revival banner, and upon remembering that the Double Special Heroes banners don't have pity breaks, uh, I ended up focusing on Blue and ended up getting an Ingrid off of that on one of the tickets I had. Nice. There I'm just grabbing tickets and going. Cool. That's really good. Glad you uh, got a, a good chunk of heroes over the last week. Uh, personally, wasn't 
planning on summoning on the new banner and um you know got the tickets from forging bonds but ended up getting a, a free uh melody you're right you kind of want to say melody but it's uh yeah, yeah pretty sure it's melody um got a melody from my first summons and also a random subasa i i have no idea where that character came from okay i'm confused as how you have no idea where it came from but hey i don't know it just sort of popped up man i i it was in my so the way we the way i prep for the show is uh is i kind of just go into my heroes and say okay where do these guys come from and i'm pretty sure the random subasa which i already had a subasa so i'm not i don't even know if i'm pronouncing that right i'm just assuming the t is silent that could be probably probably am i would pronounce it in my head so yeah. sounds right to me but anyways I don't know where where she came from. Probably from one of the random banners that have been running for the Pawns of Loki stuff that okay. just ended. I don't know for certain. Highly likely. Highly likely, indeed. Uh, but yes, that is our summoning for the week. But we are looking forward to the next week coming up, which includes a bunch of events. Eddie, run it down for us. What can we expect in-game coming up? Well, uh, starting by the 29th, uh, we have the Heroes with Spurn or Repel banner starting up. The Bound Hero Battle with Blue and Ray banner. And a banner to go with it, sorry. that um, We also have Grand Conquests going till the or starting on the 25th. The Mythic Hero battle, banner in battle starting on the 26th. The Voting Gauntlet login bonus starting on the 27th. Uh, and that voting gauntlet that goes with it starts up on the 30th. Um, let's see, what else do we got coming up? Early in December, we got a three heroes, new three heroes quest set running. Uh, and that should cover us until we get back to another normal episode in two weeks. So I think all the December 7th and 8th stuff should be after that. Mm-hmm. But since we won't have a normal episode, figured I'd throw in the extra couple things that start the week after that's a good call yes uh actually while we're talking about the calendar next week we will have an episode in the feed it might take a little longer to get it in the feed but uh we are recording live if you want to check it out twitch.tv slash ryan murphy ca we're going to be recording a state of fey uh we don't i I don't know if that's the name but i think it's sticking state of fey we're going to be recording it at 8 p.m eastern on Saturday, November 27th. I know that is a uh, Thanksgiving weekend for you fine American folks. So if you've uh if you need plans for your Saturday night, we got you we got you right there. We're going to be doing some games as well. And uh Eddie will break down the details at the end of the show. Uh it's moving Saturday the 28th. Is it the 28th? Okay, yeah, you know what? You're right. I even looked at the calendar before that. Thank you. Apologies. It's the 28th. Once again, time just uh Oh yeah, time doesn't mean anything anymore in 2020. No. <laughs> Neither does it's, my brain, it's, evidently. It's been the longest five or six years that I've ever lived the past <laughs> four or five months. Yeah, 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 well, it's true. But we soldier on as we talk about, yes, Black Friday orb packs and quote-unquote celebration. It is Black Friday coming up. Uh, Black Friday is less Black Friday and more... Um, just a week of deals and sales and diminishing returns on on saving some money uh, before Thanksgiving. I mean, there is one good thing about Black Friday kind of extending through the week, as I know there was a concern in the States that um, uh, having Black Friday 
right after Thanksgiving meant that people would have to do their Thanksgiving and then immediately go to work. Um, not very fun, but uh, hey, now that it's a week long, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's any better, to be honest, for retailers. But to be honest, yeah, it's actually the issue is there is the fact that yeah, Black Friday has expanded how long it is. It just hasn't cut anything out from the actual Black Friday day. There are still plenty of people who have to go into work the day after Thanksgiving, and the and as it Black Friday grows and grows, even the day of Thanksgiving. Ugh. Oh, and work just... through that for all the, you know, shopping and all that stuff. Yeah. Now, how places are handling it with COVID, who knows? Yeah, probably differs store to store, but... That's that's a can of worms I don't want to open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about to take the can opener to your hands. Um, as, as for Faye and how they're handling it, Faye has decided to make the Double Special Heroes banner part of their Black Friday celebration which is double XP and SP, the banner, which is the Special Heroes banner, uh, some quests that give free summon tickets for that banner, and a handful of orb packs. The four orb packs available are the base orb pack for $3.99 US. That's 12 orbs and can be purchased three times. Orb and ticket pack for $26.99 US. 55 orbs, 5K feathers, and a first summon ticket, purchasable two times. Uh, dance pack for twenty six ninety nine US fifty orbs two hundred divine codes one and five or sorry divine codes one and five star dance Reinhardt that's purchasable two times and the legend pack for seventy four ninety nine US one hundred and forty three orbs one earth blessing twenty trait fruit and legendary Julia and that can be purchased oh one time um, so yeah if you're looking for some deals on orbs. It sounds like uh, it sounds like you've you've got your pick. Personally, looking at these options, um, I am tempted by the obviously the cheapest option, just for like mm-hmm. an influx of orbs. But um, yeah, I, I haven't purchased any yet. I don't usually go above or even near like the. I probably won't even go near the twenty six ninety nine one. Although like fifty five orbs for twenty six ninety nine, that sounds like a good deal. Uh, and a first summon ticket. The first summon ticket sounds seems like a pity drop. Like that doesn't seem like much to me. You know, like one. For, I guess that's an extra five it's orbs. Five orbs, so it's essentially sixty orbs for the cost. Yeah, I guess that's pretty good. I don't know. I don't normally buy orbs, so uh, as a as an orb buyer, do any of these packages seem appealing to you? Um, probably trying to cut back on my things. I probably get the base orb pack two or three times. Um, or all three of the times, probably. Um, the dance pack, I'm probably not going to bother with, nor am I going to bother with the legend pack, uh, unless I get to the point where I'm trying to get the mythic hero and decide I need those orbs for it. I might grab the ticket pack or not, I'm not sure. Uh, it is five more orbs than you normally get for that price. So you're getting an extra five orbs. The dance pack is the same price as the orbs. You just get a guaranteed hero. So I was looking it up, and it's 50 orbs for $26.99, just the orbs. Hmm. Uh, 40 plus 10 bonus, which I never fully understand. I guess it's just they have their price base price of three orbs at $1.99, $2 for three orbs. And any you know discounts is considered bonus orbs. Yeah. I yeah. I mean like these are not necessarily the Black Friday deals that you were 
that people are looking for. I mean, I maybe the base orb pack of three ninety nine for twelve orbs. It seems like a good deal. I mean, especially the folks who don't buy orbs often. Like to me, like that seems like a good deal. But it sounds like it's not a it's not a crazy I mean, offer. It's not utterly crazy and insane, but it. I mean, it is. You know, a guaranteed legendary hero, some trait fruits and a blessing for you know the price of the orbs anyway so they are good deals and they might be enough to, con- to consider someone who really wants another dance reinhardt or something or wants a dance reinhardt if they never got one to spend the 27 orbs instead of or 27 dollars instead of not you know mm-hmm. so i mean yeah. It's it's no worse than any of the other deals they've really put out, I don't think. No, I mean, I mean they've so. had some. I I think my favorite offering has been the uh, the starter starter pack that seemed to be like a really good one. It was like five bucks, and it was a pack of orbs and like a like a five star. It was the Black Knight, I think. Yeah. It was the Black Knight. And I think they released a second version with another character. Can't remember who the second character was. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they reset it so you could buy it again, I think, at that yep. point. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is, but if you're looking for orbs, it's always nice. I mean, if you are an orb purchaser, I'm sure, like, these packs are, are definitely the best yeah. time to buy. Like I said, I might buy the base orb pack because I'm pretty sure that's a pretty good deal. I have to pull it back up and double-check again. Uh, it's 6 bucks for 9 orbs plus 1 bonus, 10 orbs total. Hmm. So That's a good yeah. deal, then. Two bucks off, you're getting two more orbs. So the base orb pack is a pretty decent deal. Like I said, the orb and ticket pack is, you know, virtually 60 orbs, although five of them have to be used on a specific banner and a handful of feathers. So it's not a horrible deal. No. None of these so, none of these are so, charging so I more. Might grab, but you know, I really don't need the extra characters, so if I don't need the orbs, no point in spending the money exactly well uh let's move into something that surprised me i guess book four ended question mark (laughs) (laughs) yep um as we mentioned on a previous episode they meant uh you know part of the update or the um maybe it was the fate channel mentioned that the end of book four was coming at the end of the month and uh this is the banner that it came with so uh we wind down book four and figured out um so this is some thoughts on it so for me i was a couple chapters back this week i played through like three or four chapters worth of book four uh, and watched as alphonse realized that he was actually Dralfir, or you whoever you are the summoner uh freya revealed that allegedly this was a dream concocted by the summoner because alphonse is actually dead in the real world and you find out a bit more about how Sharena apparently ties into the Light Elves, and that she uh, played with Peony, uh, Mirabilis, Plumeria, and Triandra as children. And then uh, Freya accuses her of running away, but Peony eventually realizes that uh, Peony kind of tricked her and drank the potion that was supposed to be for her. Uh, and the four, other than Sharena, all remained as warriors fighting with or f- to save the dream world. 
while Sharina went back to the real world. And uh, upon defeating Freya for good or the final time or whatever, we find Alphonse alive in the real world. So I guess Freya was lying about that part of it. Uh, after Loki appearing, and I think it's similar to how she appeared at the end of Book 3, uh, Peony, who was supposedly going to die when we woke up, appears. And we get a cutscene where instead of killing everyone like she threatened to do, I guess Freya resurrected Triandra and Plumeria and sacrificed herself to do it, who Triandra and Plumeria swear to find a way to save her. So, a lot of, what? What? Yeah. Some of it made sense, but some of it's like, wait, what? Huh? I, I will say this. Um, like most dreams and this was literally all of a dream sequence and and i mean like more of a more of an impactful dream sequence than your traditional dream sequence it's sort of a dream sequence but it apparently allegedly it seems to actually have solid situations happening like the whole you know uh frayer i think it was the brother he died yeah freya I guess, sacrificing herself at the end. I'm guessing that's what they were implying. It was weird. Yeah. Well, what I'll say is, um, it, it, like like most, like I was going to say about most James Seagulls, I'm like, I'm not really sure what would, like, I get that Alphonse, uh, I, I, I saw right through it, like, oh, the bad guy is trying to convince you to do something that benefits them by saying, oh, in the real world, your friend is dead. And I mean, it's a yeah. kind of an interesting ploy the way it was kind of set up through the whole chapter where you're searching for Ryan, but this whole time you were, I I guess Ryan or Eddie or the summoner will say, um, you're searching for the summoner and for the the whole time you are the summoner. And it's like, Oh, what a twist. You don't want to go back to your real life because Alphonse is dead. I kind of, I, I did appreciate that. I thought that was kind of clever, but at the end it's like, well, why would the summoner ever do that? Why would he doom he or she? doom uh all of the heroes or whatever to to stay in the dream world when he is he or she is clearly needed in the real world like there's no way the summoner would ever abandon the order of heroes to I stay in this dream kind of show that in the way that you know despite her talking big and trying to convince you and you just play through the maps and she you know i guess somewhere you allegedly say that no, I'm going back to the real world, even if Alphonse is actually dead, type thing. You mm-hmm. know, just. But yeah, it just seemed it, like it kind of unraveled at the end, which seems to happen a lot with these stories. Is they don't. No, really. <laughs> it's a, it's a common thread which we will certainly pull on in our next episode when we talk when we do the state of Fey with Two Lords Without Swords. So I'm not going to get into it here because I know you're going to remind me we should get into it there. But I'll, well, I'll, we discussed it earlier with them, and they really don't care about story, so we may not get into it with them. We might not get a chance to, but but I'll say this here, and that at the end, I get that uh, I understood what what uh, the bad guy did in resurrect or Freya has resurrected Trianda and Plumeria. That to me makes sense. She had a change of heart. Happens a lot when bad guys are are sort of uh, shown the air of their way. That is the weirder thing of, of that whole situation is that. She had a change of heart, but doesn't understand her change of heart, apparently. <laughs> okay, or yeah. Something. I, I, I She's did talking love about that. how she doesn't know why she doesn't did it. Because <laughs> she only cares about her brother. So why did she resurrect you? And she and, and why are you still going to resurrect try to save me? And I've gotta say this. If 
if you if you haven't played this chapter and you're thinking like Eddie is is being sort of flippant of this, it's like no, he's he he could literally be reading the text off the screen because that is her reaction. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm gonna do it, and I don't know why, but it, but it's happening, and I've made my choice, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. And I thought that was really odd, um, and and could have been done a little bit like just with a little bit of a tweak, you could have made it more believable. Um, mm-hmm. Even even though it is a bit of a fantasy trope of bad guys sees the air their way in the last fifteen minutes of the boss fight, it's just really, I mean, it's a lot. Doesn't even have to see the air of her, of her ways, and you know, just say that you know, I've decided I want to be with. I only cared about Grover. I want to be with him, and he would have wanted, you know, he wouldn't have wanted you to be dead. So yeah. I, and that would have been so much better than I don't know why I did this. <laughs> Okay, and and my next thing that I have questions about is so Peony comes back to the real world, so she's in the yes, real world. That's yeah, I have no clue. That's my that's what it seems. Okay, so if Peony comes back to the real world, um, oh Peony like Fjorm and Air is gonna be relegated to forging bonds and other events. Yes, or as, as I put it, the forging for bonds the locker, and then just throw her yeah. in the locker with Fjorm, and we'll pull her out every time we in uh, air. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I guess my point of like, does does this book matter? Because at the end, like you, all the new characters that you met um, outside of Peony are kind of like they're shelved, right? And and even you could argue Peony will be shelved. But if they explore the connection between Peony and Sharina further, and I know I know I'm being naive here and saying this out loud because they've never done this, especially with Fiorm from the wonderful book two that I really enjoyed. Are they going to explore that relationship between Peony and Sharina basically being like adopted twins or, or, or you know, connecting at childhood in a way that was very much a, a mirrored childhood type yeah, scenario? Yeah, that was one of the weirder things because it sounds like as they were younger, I don't know if they looked alike enough, if it was something they were able to do within dreams where they actually swapped bodies or something. Yeah. But it they made it sound like Sharina and Peony, whoever she was before, would swap places in the real world where sometimes Sharina would go to the castle, sometimes she would go to Peony's house with I believe it was Triandra, who was the older sister. Uh sometimes, you know, Vice versa. So Sharina doesn't even know if she's the actual real Sharina or if she's actually Triandra's sister, Peony, who goes by Peony now. Hmm. And they never fully confirm. They just say, you know, we thought so much alike that it doesn't matter which one of us is trapped as a Alphar and which one is, you know, in the real world as a full human. We're the same person or something like that. Yeah. But. I just wonder, with all this going on and and threads left dangling from past books, do you are they saving up? So here's the thing, and again, something we could probably talk about next week. But are they going to come back to these threads in some sort of ultimate book? Like, do you see maybe them announcing like, "Hey, we have one more year left in us, and the last book is going to be totally focused on kind of addressing like it's going to be the Avengers book where like everything gets." Not necessarily resolved, but gets addressed. Like, it was all leading to this moment. I'm giving them way too much credit for a mobile game story. However, 
it could be interesting to see them start to address these threads that they leave hanging no. for some reason. It's going to happen eventually. You think so? You know. Are you talking about the With end the of the game or are you talking about the ultimate story? I'm not sure it's the end of the game, but I'm talking about a story that explains Loki and Thor and the Alpha Thor oh. and whoever he's trying to fight against, whether he actually is trying to destroy um, Asker and Embla or is trying to toughen them up for some bigger, you know, uh, if we go into, um, I don't, I guess the Jotun possibly, or the, you know, uh, what is it? The Aesir are the Norse gods. The Vanir are like Freya herself and them from actual Norse mythology. So the giants are the, you know, or just straight up go Ragnarok, you know? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do next. I'm always um, I'm always curious to see what the um, next book will be based on, but it seems logistically yeah. If we safe have an interlude, I wouldn't be surprised to see Triandra and Plumeria get recruited by Loki or Thor. Yeah. Just like Leaf Leaf in um what's her name were. Yeah, they Leaf they, and Thrasir were at the end of book 3. Right. So, so that would so that little tidbit of info uh, from the end of book three was that in the final chapter of book three or was that a paralogue i can't remember i can't remember i think it might have been a paralogue but or the start of book four or something but it was or it could have been the end of book three and so where yeah. leaf in thrasier it's like how are we alive and it's like loki recruited them mm-hmm. so well, I don't think we'll have yeah. to wait long for the book five reveal. Like it's usually late November. I remember last year thinking, "Oh, this is early." So late November, early oh, December. Is, yeah, usually the you know last year Peony was introduced as part of the first um, December banner. We got a free version. She was part of the first December banner, hmm. which is earmarked um, for December. Not the Christmas 7th. one, but uh, that's a special heroes one. So that might be a is Christmas it? one. Uh, it's New Heroes, December 7th. Oh, is it New Heroes? I thought it was... For some reason, I thought it said it was... You're right, though. Special yep, Heroes. New Heroes, so... I would think It's not Special, special heroes, heroes at the beginning. So we'll have the New Heroes. We'll have the Christmas Heroes mid-month or late month. And then the New Year's Heroes, very end of the month, early January. Hmm. So... Well... Something to look forward to. So, yeah, we... you're right. If it's new heroes there, then there's a good chance that that will be the um, introduction of the book five mythical or whatever they call it. All right. Good stuff, man. Well, let's jump into the new heroes. Speaking of new heroes, we have the banner Princess of Burn that is here. Burn. Uh, the Binding Blade receives a new banner of heroes, including a merchant. But the real news here appears to be the pattern of new heroes releases. With the banner, it appears as though the new heroes game can be predicted by looking at the previous bound hero battle. Uh, but now that we've figured it out, leave it to IS to make a change and keep us guessing. So um, this popped up in our Discord. I think it was Opera, and then I've also seen it in the uh, in the link you'll see in our show notes for Serene's Forest. And that uh, I guess they can pre- we there's a, been a pattern afoot about um, you can predict which game the next new heroes are bound to be meaning is a hint of if the bound here whatever wherever the game blah wherever the heroes are from that's the game that the new heroes are from 
there i did it i managed to get through that now is it the bound hero bottle before or is this lou and ray one it would be it would be the yeah it would be the bound hero battle that operates before the new banner so i guess whichever game so does it work like this uh whoever ray and lou are from which i believe is sacred stones i thought lou and ray were from bind new blade oh <laughs> i don't know i they don't ray and lou why does ray sound so familiar he's one of the ones we've had since the beginning of the game yeah that's probably why but um let's see lou sorry that's wonderful funny. story in here but he is from binding blade so yeah lou and ray are from this game um we're not gonna have another now is this a new bound hero battle maybe i see i don't know maybe this is already broken see i told you the second we try to we try to get in on it it's uh it's broken yeah it said it appears to be a new bound hero battle so i don't know if that's yeah it has a banner so the lou and ray is a new one all right Um, well if they do another binding blade uh color me shocked i guess i don't know Let's uh let let's move on. I don't know if that's if the, if that's even going to stick. The fact that we addressed it probably means they're kicking it to the kicking it to the curb, eh? I don't know. I, I really don't. Um, do you want to tell me about Melody? Melody, the Crimson Rider. Melody was a captain of Guinevere's guard and went with Guinevere despite everything she lost in doing so. When Guinevere joined up with Roy in FE Seven, she joins Faye as a blue lance flying unit. She wields the Instant Lance Plus at 5-star, which grants her attack defense plus 4 and prevents enemy follow-up attacks if she starts the combat. She has a new skill called Wyvern Flight 3, which, if her speed is greater than the enemy's speed minus 10, she inflicts a debuff to their attack defense equal to half of the difference between her defense and their defense with a max of 7. Very complicated thing that I'm thinking sometimes might even fall flat on its face, but that's a whole different can of worms. Uh, she also comes with Bonfire and the Tier 4 version of Attack Defense Solo. Although that Attack Defense Solo might help her make it sure she has a high enough defense to actually get a debuff on them. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so once again, another red Wyvern Flyer. I don't know if Blue. she... Blue? No, no, no. She wears red. That's, oh, okay. That's what I mean. <laughs> I know she's a lance. Wielder. Sorry. I'm like, wait a minute. What? No. She is definitely wearing red. <laughs> you almost had me. I yes. did a double check there. No, you're right. Uh, well, you're the one who confused me, so. Well, you know what? You can. Conf- no, I'm just joking. We could do this all day. Um, You're right. I, I poorly phrased that. Uh, and you know what? It's funny. Her wyvern is even blue. So I could see the confusion in multiple fronts there. So. Um, but I, but I understand why you were confused. Uh, yeah. So her name is even the Crimson Rider. Uh, so yep. there it is. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know much about these characters. She, she looks like another, uh, red, uh, flying wyvern unit. So maybe if you played Binding Blade, you're excited by this, but, uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's not, she's, she is another one of those, um let's let's go sorry did you have something on her on her not really um she's interesting uh she has connections to the grand hero battle unit uh, oh yeah so, 
uh, when I was looking her up, I found that out. So that's interesting. Yeah. So, so. she turned on her uh, her homeland of Bern to follow Guinevere. Yeah. Uh, and it was Cor- also from Bern, obviously, being the princess of Bern. <laughs> yeah, it's in the banner. Uh, and uh, it turns out that she, we meant she had to fight against Gaul, which, as you or Galley, or I'm guessing it's Gaul, um, who, yeah. as you said, is the grand hero battle, and uh, which was her lover and trusted comrade. So that, yep. that's got to be make for and a frustrating. She day. also left her brother behind, who is uh, who Gaul is the mentor for. He doesn't appear in this manner, though. No. Who's her brother? So, Do we know her brother? Zeiss. Z-E-I-S-S is what they, I believe, how they pronounced or spelled it. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking Zeiss was, no, King Zephiel. Never mind. I got those confused. Yeah. Zephiel, it's it's a case of, you know, as, as, as I was looking through, it's a case of Melody... Uh, believe you know her oath is to Guinevere, so she follows Guinevere, and Gaul ha- feels his oath is to Zephiel, so he continues to follow Zephiel even as Zephiel is going, you know, homicidal on the continent. Mm-hmm. So interesting stuff. Uh, not necessarily which, that, but yeah, which the forging bonds for um, uh, Guinevere was quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, and we should talk about that um, when we get to Guinevere because I thought the forging bonds was pretty good for her. Oh yeah, her. the forging bonds were pretty good. Um, just a quick side note: I did look it up uh, last month. The bound hero battle was Hubert and Bernadetta, so it was a three houses one, as was the new banner. So it's when the calendar comes out that you can predict what the new heroes will be, but we don't have that on this calendar. And you know what? I really wish. I really wish I'd looked into that earlier because I now feel silly. So yeah, okay, I see what they're doing. They can they're announcing the bound hero battle early be, during yep, the calendar. When the calendar comes out, we get the bound hero battle. Who's on it, and that's how we can predict who is likely to be in the new heroes pan. Who is likely to be on the new heroes banner? Okay, but since we're we know about the new heroes banner since they're shifting it back to early month. We don't know who's going to be the December one. Although I would be willing to guess there's one book five unit and then three other people. Exactly. We will find out soon enough. Uh, let's talk about uh, Diek. 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 There's. I a... just went with Deek, but Deek. <laughs> you went with That's... the better phrasing, I think. Like. Deacon or Deacon. You know, I've never seen a short D- for Deacon. D I E C K spell. If you recall in Days Gone, he called he was called Deke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Deke, yeah. So but I pronounce I, it the way that was. Okay, so Deke, wounded tiger. Deke is the leader. I guess there's of, another way you pronounce it, emphasizing the I if you want. No. I'm not gonna do that. Uh but I but I, I was trying to step around that. Um Deke is uh is the leader of a band of mercenaries on the continent of Alib. From the looks of this hero, Alib must not have a no shirt, no shoes policy at their shops. I mean he's he's at least wearing shoes, we'll say that much. Um anyways, uh Deke is a green axe infantry wielding uh unit and he has a tiger roar axe, accelerates special trigger cooldown count minus one if unit initiates combat or if unit is within two spaces of an ally 
grants attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance plus five during combat and also at start of combat if foe's hp is equal to 100 percent, unit makes a guaranteed follow-up attack he has a new skill in the a slot called close defense four if foe initiates combat and uses sword lance axe dragon storm or beast damage grants defense slash resistance plus eight and neutralizes foe's bonuses from skills like fortify rally etc during combat uh, rounding on his kit is luna as a special null follow-up three in the b slot and threaten attack slash defense three in the c slot so this guy uh deke as we have gone back and forth on how to pronounce his his name uh yep. he uh I, again like i don't he looks he looks like one of those typical mercenaries he should wear a shirt uh, or at least some armor because it looks like he's he's got some scars or maybe those are muscle lines i can't tell but uh yeah I don't, th- those are definitely scars he should wear some armor definitely I, I, looks like scars would probably help if he wore a shirt just throwing it out there that belt is is not protecting his uh <laughs> his self so yeah, and apparently he has connections to Penton Louise, um, uh, as well as Klein in Clarine, I believe it was, because uh, in his forging bonds he spends time talking with them. Yeah, I guess he's like uh, an adopted brother, or he's like he's essentially a brother. He's been unofficially adopted into the family. Um, so, very, I yeah, always look, looking it up quickly. He was a gladiator. Uh, he attracted the attention of Penton Louise, who offered him a job as Klein's guardian. And knowing Penton Louise, I'm sure they treated him almost like a, a you know, family. Mm-hmm. So. It is, I'll say this, I, I think I say it every time we do a forging bond slash banner for a, for a game we have not played. And I really, if there's one game I really wish they would have had come over to North America, it's this one. Having such a connection I'm to... Hopeful uh, that the continued popularity of three houses and you know bay and all this stuff that they might still do it but yes i still am bummed that they have not actually brought this one over yeah yeah all right who do we got next next we have merlinus for his clerk uh merlinus appears in the binding blade and blazing blade as a uh physical unit that represents the player's convoy in the in his original games, he cannot attack, and some levels cannot even move. Uh, but he is actually on the map, and you do have to protect him because that's your convoy. Uh, he does join Faye here as a colorless dagger cavalry unit. He wields the smoke dagger plus at five stars, which only has the usual dagger uh, skill of at a power of six instead of seven, as some of them have. Uh, it does. Uh, he is the four-star unit on the banner and does not have any new skills, but he does have reposition, wings of mercy, and distant guard, which is locked to five stars at tier three, where the tier three version is locked to five stars only. So, uh, we haven't met him quite yet, unless you meet him in seven X. Uh, I didn't quite get there because my Wii U had some issues, but apparently he will pop up in Blazing Blade. Probably won't pop up to Hollywood Story though. Hmm. It's um, it it's cool that you mentioned that he is technically a physical unit in uh Binding Blade because I was just gonna ask like, do we feel there's no offense Merlinus fans but do we feel they're scraping the bottom of the barrel when they put a merchant in? This isn't our first merchant as far as I can recall, yeah. but 
It just seems Isn't our um, first merchant. It's a little odd, but I mean, one could debate on whether or not they're scraping the bottom of the bar- barrel with some of their random picks, but there are some characters that would be more popular that they still haven't pulled in. So, I mean, his forging bond is literally why am I here? Like, I'm not joking. True. Right? If you play it, he's like, what? I'm not a hero. Not arguing. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I know you're not, but I, I, I mean, it's in, it's it's interesting that they're playing with it. At least they're like, you're probably asking yep. yourself, why we put a merchant in the game? Well, um, he's also the four star unit, so it's kind of like he's the worst of the bunch, which kind of fits since he's not really a fighter, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Tough break for Malinus, but uh, yeah. I think uh, Guinevere is a character. There might be some people who are Malinus fans out there. Um, I mean, you know, probably not. I don't think so. I mean, if there are, certainly write in. And I won't I won't necessarily take uh, no one writing in as a... so long since I've played either of the games that I don't know exactly what his character was like. It's entirely possible his personality is such that he does have some fans. You know? Yeah, maybe. What we see of his personality here, he, I can see him being affable, but he's not amazing, but... <laughs> Yeah, you're really selling the devil's advocate. He's he's an unkillable unit in the game. He oh he is uh, a unit who even if he gets defeated in battle, will not die. And I think he's the only unit that'll come back the next map even if he gets defeated. So, there you go. Of course, that's kind of a you know gameplay type situation because you can't not have a convoy for half the battle half the game yeah if you manage to get him killed early on exactly uh let's talk about guinevere princess of burn the namesake for this here banner guinevere is the younger sister of zephiel the king of burn she's a kind gentle lady with a keen mind she is a blue tome infantry unit wielding a a a re it's not it's not what i'm thinking it is it's uh oriola does that sound That's right? That's how I pronounce that, yeah. Oriola. Effective against magic foes. Grants resistance plus three. If unit initiates combat or if unit is within two spaces of an ally, grants attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance plus five and disables foes skills that calculate damage using the lower of foes defense or resistance during combat and also restores seven HP to unit and allies within two spaces after combat. No new skills, but rounds out her kit with Iceberg as a special attack slash resist. Mm. Attack slash resistance push four in the A slot, lull attack slash resistance three in the B slot, and joint drive resistance in the C slot. So uh, she's she doesn't have any new skills, but a pretty beefy weapon. The fact that the weapon can heal allies within yep. two spaces for uh, wait no yeah two spaces after combat seven mm. HP. That's a good that's that's a good chunk. It's generally the base HP healing, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, it's a decent heal, and she gets it even when she attacks, so that's nice too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I think if you're, if you're summoning on this banner, like I don't know who you're, who you're aiming for, but um, you know, Opera in Discord was saying that it seemed like Guinevere was a good shot, right? Um, yeah, I think Guinevere and Deke are the two ones to aim for, and. They kind of soured the Guinevere pool by putting Melody in the same ban- same area. But those aren't the only two blue units they had for this banner. Because uh, our Grand Hero Battle 
unit is another blue flying lance unit. Uh, with Gaul as your rider. A wyvern rider of Bern, loyal despite not being native. A native, Gaul joins as a blue flying lance unit who wields guard lance plus at five stars. Uh, which that weapon slows down his enemy, uh, his enemy's special cooldown by one per attack. He, uh, as a Grand Hero Battle unit, he does have no new skills, but does come with Dragon Fang, Brazen Attack Defense, uh, with the third tier locked behind five stars, and Odd Attack Wave. So, yeah, Melody's Lover joining us as the GHB unit. Yep, and yet another blue, uh, this time both wielding blue and looking blue, Wyvern Rider for a Grand Hero Battle, so got that going for it as well. But uh, yeah, no, I I mean, it is what it is, uh, Gal Azur Rider, if you're hoping to complete your set, jump in, do the Grand Hero Battle, and uh, unlock your new hero. Uh, but that has been a good chunk of Fire Emblem Heroes. Let's jump into Game Club because we've got some fun stuff to discuss here. Um, we've got Chapter 7 of Fire Emblem Blazing Blade, the Lynn Root. Leaving Arafat, Lynn passes through Cathalette as she is approaching the area. A mysterious young performer is getting thrown out of an inn while pleading for help to rescue his sister. Lynn cannot leave his pleas unanswered and agrees to help, just as a group of mysterious thugs appear to kidnap the boy as well, and return him to Nergal, as they say. Lin intervenes, and we get a tutorial on the preparation screen as the battle begins. Uh, after preparing for the battle, Lucius comes out of the inn and offers his help as a monk, due to him feeling the innkeeper was wrong in his treatment of the, bo- of the boy, of Nils. Uh, and we learn about light and dark magic. The, uh, as the enemy has shamans on their side. The young da- performer, Nils, also wants to help, and we learn about uh, dancer units, or in he- this case, it's a bard who has the play skill instead of dance for this game. Uh, you fight your way through various enemies. Uh, there's a little hidden Easter egg in the bottom right house where Hector is preparing for his yearly duel and waiting on Elliewood. Uh, after winning the battle, Mollet Seems you have missed Ninian, who is Nils's sister that you were trying to save. Ellie Wood shows up with her, having fainted when he came upon a band of thugs trying to run away with her and saved her. After finding out who she was, um, after finding out who Lynn is, Ellie Wood offers to help Lynn, uh, but she turns him down. Uh, Ninian was injured during her capture, uh, having her ankle damage so she's not able to dance and uh she and nils join the troop to help uh to help them travel a little more safely because they can uh sense a threat as it approaches but with a group of warriors they can warn the warriors and that way they can actually defend against those threats that are coming at them so um that's about uh, i had some issues with my system so that's about where i cut off I don't know if there's much else. I know it leads into a side chapter, but I didn't get that data because, like I said, my Wii U had a bit of an issue and shut off on me. Yeah. Um, you are given the option to uh, to basically go on this side quest. And I, I couldn't remember what the side quest was. And then when it kind of played out, it was basically one of Ninian's heirlooms, something that was given to her by her mother, uh, had been taken 
Um, and yes. that's the side quest is to go get it. Cause, um, I guess Elliewood had seen some bandits riding to the South or whatever. And, and that leads you to be like, Hey, should we go on this totally optional side quest or should we just forget the fact that Ninian lost her ring? And that's essentially the, the conversation you are given a choice. Yep. It is optional, but, um, we are going to do it and we're going to talk about it on our next game club episode. Um, there was a section in this in this map where I, I I thought it was really cool. You could go into a village and Hector was there and you could talk to him as you mentioned. And you did a bit of playing There's around. I only went in with one character and yeah. uh I I didn't go in with others. So there was other fresh dialogue you could get? So, yeah, who did you go in with? Um I don't remember, but it was not it was, the dialogue was nothing to write home about. It was more like, Oh cool, Hector and it wasn't an interesting conversation. Okay, so it was I think it was the base dialogue where it was like, where is Elliot? He's late. Is he ever going to find his way here or something like that? Yeah, basically. Or his axle rust before he finds his way here or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I didn't realize it was Hector in that little house down in the bottom corner. Uh, and just the character I had available to run over there was Matthew. And it pops in, it's Hector, and they have a nice long chat. Uh, Matthew, you know, Hector's like, what are you doing here? Or it was like, hi, my lord. And Hector's like, what are you doing here? It's like, your um, brother or the Marquess Uther sent me to uh, investigate the rumors about the Kalen or, yeah, the Kalen succession issue. And so you find out that, you know, a little more about Matthew, you know, doesn't spell it out and explain it fully, but kind of points out that Matthew is a spy for. Ostia, and he's there to represent from the shadows Uther's interests in the succession of Kaelin. Uh, and then I was like, so Matthew has special dialogue. I wonder if anyone else does. Um, Lynn had the base dialogue. Most people had base dialogue. But when I brought Sarah in, because uh, I only brought in characters I had on the map with me that I knew might have some kind of connection with him. Uh, Sarah comes in to find an empty house, and after she leaves, Hector pops out and is like, oh, she almost spotted me. <laughs> I recognize her from working at time with my brother and having been sent to burn. I guess she's back. <laughs> so uh, That would have been fun to see. Uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't yeah. realize. That's kind of cool, contextual sort of dialogue based yep. on who you send in there. It's a really neat touch. Yep. Um, yeah, it, fairly standard map, really just steamrolled it didn't have any issues um but it is i I did get a chance to move into 7x we will talk about it um on on a future episode but i i did like the pairing of the two they worked really well together and i think kind of uh will make for a good conversation when we chat about 7x but uh it is uh it 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 was a again another one of those chapters where i'm i'm starting to think maybe um we should have done like the whole game and 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 done Lynn's route like as a here's what happened it's just it's a lot of tutorial it's very like trying to get Lynn from point a to point b and there's a these are short maps don't get me wrong you're in and out in maybe like 20 minutes but um there's a lot of talking and a lot of dialogue of of tutorial type stuff um but I, I did like the intro. Kind of heavy to. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say I like the intro of of dancers. Um, I I always love being able to like queue up a character to go twice. It's it's one of my favorite ways to to gain XP. Mm-hmm. But anyways, go ahead. 
Um, I, I kind of understand what you're saying there, but I kind of wanted to do this this way, uh, especially since we had done the DLC for Three Houses, uh, in the fact that this actually does have a story. I mean, yeah, it's being kind of heavily bogged down by tutorials at the start of every map, but there actually is a bit of a story behind Lynn and her thing that I kind of felt deserved more than just a... So what happened before we got to Chapter 11, which is where Elliewood's story starts, you know, I just, you know, I knew it would be heavy tutorial, but I just kind of wanted to no, I give it. Lynn her due of getting her story told properly, because they actually did split it up that way. Yeah. And, you know, as someone who's a fan of Lynn, I should be very appreciative of that. And I am. I, I just, uh, as like, yeah, there's just not a lot going on, but I, I thought that this was a nice side chapter. I love that they, um, not side chapter, but it was a nice chapter in that they allude to the future chapters and you get Hector, you get the, you get the surprise Hector. Mm-hmm. And then you also get Elliewood kind of showing up at the end as like, oh, I've, I found Ninian. And, and, uh, I think that was a really a nice touch. Yeah, and the other reason I kind of wanted to do these chapters on their own, uh, separate from the main story, is that, if I recall correctly, with, I mean, uh, Sacred Stones was nice and short, so it wasn't too bad, but with Shadow Dragon, we kind of got bogged down along the way, so I figured breaking up doing ten chapters and then another however many Elliewood story is would give us a nice little solid breaking point. Exactly. Get away from the old mechanics for a bit. It's a very uh, well thought out plan for sure, because I do remember Shadow Dragon and I appreciate your thought process. Uh, So we will be talking about Chapter 7X and possibly Chapter 8 in two weeks. Uh, We will be doing another Game Club episode after our Extra Life episode. stream that we're going to be doing which eddie will be talking about in just a moment but as a reminder our current running for 2021's first game club which will be based on three houses we are asking donors to vote for their preferred route ten dollars or more will give you one vote for your preferred three houses route uh if you you can stack your vote so if you vote if you donate thirty dollars you get three votes and those can go to whichever route you prefer Currently, Verdant Wind is in the lead with eight votes, and Crimson Flower is following shortly behind with five votes. Uh, Game Club donations will be taken until December 31st. You can go to bit.ly slash ryan to donate. If you uh, put the route that you prefer in your donation comment, or send us an email, fay at gamersinpodcast.com, we'll make sure that your vote gets counted. And this is all, of course, uh, leading to our big fun event that we're having next saturday on november 28th yeah and most likely after we have that event next saturday we'll probably be just doing the reminder at the start of the episode as game or extra life winds down uh but next we may do the, i don't know i'm brain farting <laughs> i I'm get it talking myself in circles but uh next saturday as mentioned or this coming saturday on November 28th, we will be having our very Fire Emblem Extra Life stream. Uh, we'll be starting with a Fire Emblem round t- uh, table, dual, special dual episodes with uh, the two Lords Without Swords crew. Uh, we'll be looking over the state of Fae. 
afterwards, we'll be playing video games. Uh, we'll be starting that with a Jackbox game, uh, which if you're catching the live stream, you're free to join in. If we have room in the main grouping, you might be able to be in the main game. If nothing else, you can hop into the audience to watch and participate. Uh, if we have time after we're done with that, if uh, we might, we'll probably switch over to Deep Rock Galactic for a bit. Uh, we have some other stuff planned if we end up needing the extra stuff, but those are the two we're expecting to get to this during the thing. Sounds good. It's going to be a lot of fun, so definitely tune in. Go follow twitch.tv slash RyanMurphyCA, and you'll get notified when we go live, uh, all starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. So definitely mark it in your calendars, have some fun with us, and join us for an excellent evening of supporting Extra Life. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash faye. Email the show, faye at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers In Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at rmurphy, eddie at drowfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforest.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning. Mm-hmm.